want you to click record before. Click, right? yeah. What's up, guys? Hope everybody's having a great day. Another episode of the Real Talk Podcast where we talk about today's issues through God's Word. And so you got to hear my testimony in episode three. So I wanted to give you a chance to kind of hear Gideon's testimony. And we'll kind of talk about it as we go back and forth. But I think that the greatest story sometimes you can hear are the stories from people directly. So I wanted to let him talk about his testimony. And you guys feel free to comment below. Feel free to engage. Feel free to share. Feel free to ask him any questions that you want. So Gideon, if you could, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, about how you came to know Christ in the whole nine yards. Yeah, man. So, um... Grew up in a Christian home, um, grew up in Miami, Florida, first off, to two Nigerian parents, um, and um, grew up in a Christian home where the Bible was taught every day. Um, I remember weekly, my dad would sit us down on his bed, and he would open up his Bible and just read and teach us stuff from God's Word. So very familiar with the Bible growing up, went to church every Sunday, um, but I didn't I didn't necessarily have a relationship with God, um, so I had a familiarity with God, but I didn't necessarily have um like a love for him or i wanted to follow him in everything i did right. and there was a time where i professed christ and there was a time where i got baptized but my life wasn't changed and i still was living a double life like i would go to church on sunday and not say a word and be respectful and then monday through monday through friday at school i was a completely different kid like doing doing all the wrong i could trying to talk to every girl that moved and just smoking weed, doing stuff that I wasn't supposed to do. And uh, my life was not marked by Christ at all. And um, I would say other than that, my number one thing that I lived for was football. Like that was my God. That was my idol. And um, I lived for football. Like in the summers, I would work out four to, four times a day. Yeah. Um, conditioning in the morning, lifting weights in the after, early afternoon. Afternoon, I would go and um, – train again before I left yeah. the run stairs run run hills and and then at the end of the day I'll do like an elite fitness class with with one of my trainers that I had so I would do as much as I could to be prepared for the season and like that was my life like I didn't live for anything else but football in, in high school and and it showed you know I got to play at the University of Florida because of that you know because of the hard work I put in so when I got there um that was it was just was a continuation of the things I was doing in high school you know all the, the 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 drugs, the the girls, like that was just, it was a continuation. I was going out, going to the club, and just living it up. And um, I I went into my summer training hard, getting strong, and going into my first preseason camp in August. Um, I, I I get this crazy injury that I didn't even. It was a non-contact injury. My shoulders just starts hurting. I can't lift it up past like past here like it was it was crazy and like for six days like I was just fighting to just make it through the first six days of camp and with the hurt shoulder and they didn't believe that I was hurt and um I didn't know what was going on so I couldn't tell them anything and one day they finally let me go to the hospital and the doctors put a syringe in my shoulder and 
and um, they pull out all this stuff in my shoulder, and they're like, "Hey, like we need to take into emergency surgery tomorrow morning." Yeah. And because of that, like I was like scared, and for the first time, I actually was like, "God, like I need you, like I really need you to get me out of the situation." Like, and um, they're like, "Man, you're a couple a couple days away from passing away, and like if you came any later, like you would." you would be in ICU and it just freaked me out. And I was like, man, like I need you to show up God. And I started seeking and uh, had surgery the next day. And then two, two days later, I had another surgery to kind of follow up and make sure everything was cleaned out. And, um, and my shoulder was, was repaired properly. And that same Wednesday was out, out outpatient surgery. And, um, I was with my teammates and, we were eating lunch and then I met this guy named Kevin Sides and he shared the gospel with me and invited me to Bible studies and I started going to Bible studies on Mondays and Wednesdays and now let me ask you a question when it came to Kevin was his approach different because I know like I grew up in church also and sometimes if you have the Christian person who just comes up to other people and just starts saying stuff a lot of people go wait a second like this is a little bit much like I don't even want to talk to this person so what in your opinion did he do different if he did anything different to really approach you for you to say, okay, I'll go to breakfast with this guy. Um, well, the thing that was different about him is that he was intentional. Um, I think my, my experience of Christianity in church was we go to a place, we hear a message and then you go home and there wasn't really much interaction of people crossing the, crossing the, um, the church to say, Hey man, I, I want to be, I want to be an encouragement in your life. I want to be a man. Like nobody ever did that. So I think the thing that stuck out to me was him being authentic enough to um, and genuine enough to see how I was actually doing. He saw that I just had surgery. My arm was all wrapped up. So he first started off with like, hey, how you doing? I heard you got surgery. Um, I'm sorry about that. And then he went into more things like, oh, man, he, what about you? Like, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I started sharing those things. And then he asked about my, my, my church background, my spiritual background, and I just started answering questions. So it just came off way more genuine and real than what I've experienced in the past when it came to Christianity. So I was very open to him inviting me to Bible studies to learn. So I was already seeking from the hospital, right. asking God, man, I need right. you. And yeah. then I felt like that was an answered prayer because that was somebody that could possibly get me the answers I was looking for. And because it, it's funny you said that, like, I think that in today's time, it's different in the fact where nobody cares about what you've accomplished and nobody cares about what you did. They yeah. care about what you've done right now. So if he would have came up to you and said, hey, like I'm so-and-so of this or I'm head person of that, like no, nobody cares anymore. Yeah. They care about how you are as a person. They care about if you're genuine or not because regardless, like you could be the most successful person in the world yeah. you could be the most successful pastor in the world like you can be the most successful doctor lawyer worship leader minister whatever it is people engage with people so if you think that your accomplishments and your qualifications and your experience allows you to be um not genuine and you think that you're still gonna get to know people like i think you're mistaken in that sense absolutely yeah so he, he came off as real like yeah. he was straight like he was authentic. He was real. He was genuine, and I was definitely interested in whatever everything he was talking about. So, started going to Bible studies for that month. So, on on Mondays called Big Monday. That's like all the athletes, girls, yeah. boys, co-ed, real laid back time. Learn basic things about Jesus, but it was good. Like I learned things that I've heard about, but I didn't understand it because it wasn't explained 
all the way, you know, or in that right. context, or for college students to to, to digest it. So it, I was all ears, and and then on Wednesdays it was a smaller Bible study environment where like we just learned was learned about integrity, learning about how to be a man in college and, and be a godly man in college. And after about a month of listening to that, there was just one Wednesday right before my birthday uh, where he was. He just started talking to the group and um, he was saying, hey, there's dudes in the room that say they love Jesus, but they're living with their girlfriends. There's yeah. dudes in the room that say they love Christ, but are sleeping with their girlfriends. And at that time I was doing that. I was in the middle of that. And it just hit me between the eyes. Like I've always had a familiarity with Jesus. I've always known who he was. Uh, and But I've never actually followed him. Like I never actually knew that that was an issue. Or that was a problem. Like I felt like Jesus saved me by grace. But I can do, I can wild out. I can do what right. I want. Yeah. So for him to actually say that, it was like, for the first time, it just made sense. And I was like, man, I need to ask him more about that. So after um, Bible study, like I sat him down and I was like, hey, man, I, like I need, like, I felt like what you said was for me. And he was like, nah, like it was actually for everybody else in the room. But since you brought it up, let's talk about it. Right. And, um, and so he invited me to, he, not invited, he, he said, hey, I'll take you home. Um, and on the way back, he, I just feel like I can share with him. So I shared my whole life. I shared my story. I shared the things that I was doing wrong, just basically what led up to where I'm at today. And he didn't say a single word in the car. He just was, just was driving. And then we got back to my dorm, he pulled up and then he just pulled out his Bible. Um, and he read a, a verse from James 1, 19 through 25, but I'm just going to, I'm going to quote a part of it. It says, don't be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word, because the doers of the word will be blessed. And for the first time in my life, I realized that I've only been a hearer my whole life. I've only heard I only heard what God was saying through church, through message, through messages, through the instruction from my parents, from the Bible. Like I've only heard what God was saying. I never done it. And I think that's an important part of your testimony, because yeah. like I said, I grew up in a Christian background. You grew up in a Christian background. There are a lot more people in the Christian world who are just hearers and who think that they're doers, but they're really not doers. Yeah. Like, again, I could care less if you know the Bible forward and backwards. But when you step out of those doors, if you're acting some type of way, if you can't be approachable to people, if you can't help spread the love of God, like you're being a hearer. You're not you're, yeah. you're being a hearer. You're not a doer. And so yeah. it's great that you realize that, because like I said, there are a lot of people in the Christian world who are hearers. And who aren't doers of the word. And that that in and of itself always raises questions, in my opinion, about how authentic your faith really is. Because there's that scripture in Matthew 7, 21 that says, Not all those who say, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom Absolutely. of heaven. And it talks about what people will say that they did. And God will look them in the face and say, Depart from me, I never knew you. Yeah. Like we always talk about being an OG and being a gangster. Like that, yeah. like that's super gangster. Like somebody said, <laughs> God, I did all this stuff in your name. Like I live, I thought I lived my life for you. He's like, Yep. Yeah. Depart from me, I never yeah. knew you. Like, so it's it's great that you realized that you needed to be a doer of the word and not a hearer. Yeah, and um, it was because of that where I was like, I'm not a follower of Jesus. I'm not a Christian. I need Jesus. I need to be saved. And I remember as he was saying that to me, he didn't really have to say anything much after that because God was already doing the work. Like, I believe in that moment I had, I came from having no desire to right. follow Jesus, doing things my own way being misinformed about who God was and what he's required for me as a, as a, as a believer to be coming alive to God, saved, spiritually alive. I want Jesus. I want to read my Bible. I want to go to church. I want to know more about God in a moment. Like 
and in the car spiritually dead, didn't want nothing to do with God. Um, and I left the car different. And I called I called Kevin the next day and said, man, I think Jesus saved me in the car. Like, I, I've never encountered, like, the way you spoke, I don't know what God did, or, but I'm not the same person I was right. before that moment. Like, I'm a completely different person. And I, that's when I started my journey with Christ. And Kevin was a big part of that. He he mentored me and discipled me all the way through through college. There was a lot of bumps and, and, and bruises during the way uh, throughout the way, but he has been the one of the major pieces in my walk with Christ. And um, he's a lot. He's helped me be able to get to the place where I'm at today. So I, I really appreciate you, Kev. I appreciate you, dog. But um, but yeah, like that's basically where God met me and God changed me and. I've been on a journey since. Like, I'm not so, done yet. So let me ask you a couple of questions. That's a great testimony, by the way. Appreciate it. Um, when it comes to your walk, like, it's crazy that we hear that you went to Florida and you got to go to that opportunity. Do you think that sometimes God, like, we always hear that saying, uh, man plans and God laughs. Mm-hmm. When it comes to your purpose and, like, what you were on the campus for, because you said once you got saved, you became, like, a spiritual leader in our last episode about legacy. So do you think that, like, when it talk about God's purpose and how you think it going to Florida was part of God's purpose, but how your purpose thought, you thought your purpose was football and God had something different from you in that sense? Yeah, um, I definitely believe, it's funny, like, God, man plans, God laughs. Like, my plans were to be a pro athlete. My plans were to rock college football, be a beast like I was in high school, and just continue what I did. But God had different plans. Like, got hurt, freshman year, shoulder, knee, MCL, partial MCL tear. I was out for the season. Um, third year, did nothing. Fourth year, got, the, got a chance to play as a starter at fullback. And then fifth year, my fifth year, I became a scout team player. Went from starter zero to a hero to zero in the hero second. To zero instead of zero to hero. Yeah, 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 it was crazy. Like so, starter, and then the next year, coaching changes, and and I became a fifth string tight end. And like the funny thing is, I learned in that in those seasons that my sport doesn't define me; that God defines me. Number one. So I knew I learned that through those hard times. It was hard, <laughs> a lot of tears, a lot of anger, a lot of yeah. frustration. But I learned that God what God was in the center of my life and. Then I learned that my purpose, my my actual purpose on this earth, my my gift back to God and to the world was for me to serve other people for the rest of my life as a minister of the gospel. Um, so I learned that in college. I learned that in my last year, like the Lord impressed upon me that this is what I needed to do. I needed to become a minister of the gospel. I needed to go into full-time ministry and serve the body of Christ and serve um, those who would come into the and come become followers of Christ. So um I learned that because of a lot of a lot of that through my men, the the mentorship that Kevin Side Kevin Sides gave me. He never told me to become that, but his influence in my life was like, man, if God has done that through this man, yeah, God can do it through my life too. Yeah. And not in a boastful way, but in a way of like, man, if I could be a living sacrifice in a way where God can use me to impact somebody else, then that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. That's what he that's what he's made me for, and I'll leverage whatever opportunities and passions that he's given me. What to do that? So that's kind of where I've learned my purpose and what God has made me for. Well, that's great to hear. Um, it's great to hear you talk about your purpose and, like I said, how you thought it was one thing, but God showed you, "Hey, I brought you on this earth for something even better than what you expected." So, guys, like stated before, if you ever have any questions or comments for me or for Gideon, feel free to. 
Go on to our Instagram page, our Facebook page, send us a message, comment the question on the timeline. Like We will get back to you. And at the end of the day, the one thing that you can learn from Gideon's testimony is sometimes life is like this, but when you come to accept Jesus Christ, that day that you accept Jesus Christ ultimately makes your life better. So we appreciate you guys watching. We appreciate you guys listening. Like always, we have one request. If you feel like it brought you some value, share with your friends. If you're a parent, share with other parents. Again, because we love talking real talk, which is today's issues through God's word. Have a great day and God bless. Let me guess. It's going to say stop. Yep, two split files. So now we go here. I think I saved spiritually alive. I want Jesus. I can stop it. I want to leave my body. Yeah, you can stop it. Yeah, yeah.